0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, September 5th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you tonight or this morning or whatever we always try to figure out, you know, when it is, who knows? I'm happy. The
1: uh, NBA FanDuel hybrid line cashed for us again so that put you over 80 percent with the nba lineups and i'm feeling the good vibes with houston i mean that's really where it's all about what a contrast in these games tonight where houston you know in 48 hours they survived game seven then they thump then they thump the lakers and you you look at the other side with milwaukee going down 3-0 um so but uh yeah, so, so it's kind of a surprising night, the way things turned out. Um, I liked Houston to potentially win tonight. I didn't think they'd blow them out.
0: But, man, what a statement they made. I, I'm i stunned, I have to say. I mean, you know, we discussed and broke these games down and came up with some good players, but we did not game script Houston coming in and waxing the Lakers uh, after the Lakers being fresh and uh, Houston having that, you know, dogged series. So, it was amazing, but from the from the coach talk side, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled too, man. I mean, it's nights, you know, nights like uh, you know, tonight where it's just you sometimes you just gotta grind out those hard victories, you know, just like when you're coaching or playing, you know, you're, they're not all gonna be walks in the park or sweats for the big hits, but you know, we just ground down and got some big points from A D down the stretch. Eric Gordon really stepped up. And uh, we just got by. We didn't, it wasn't a beautiful wins and we snuck in there, but we'll take it, man. It, it was uh, definitely a smash night for us in cash games, 50 50s, and heads, ups, heads up uh, contests. And then, you know, but like I say, we even squealed in there uh, barely, but we're in there in the uh, GPP. So it was great. We had a bunch of new members come in today and got a chance to. Chatting in the Discord with some of them, so huge welcome to to that whole group. Uh, I you know want to we'll do that at one of these shows here. Uh, you know, read off some of the new uh, members that we have. We should do that weekly. You know, I'm going to make a note. Uh, maybe every Sunday show or something. Uh, you know, we'll we'll review. You know, who came in that that previous week. But uh, really great to have the group. I mean, it's. What, what I love about it, Andrew, is all the, you know, discussion and discord and talk like, you know, what do you think about this guy? And what about this? And somebody brings up, you know, a great point and it's debated in there. And it, it just helps everybody make some final decisions to lock down their roster, you know? Yeah. I mean, it turns into like a
1: 24, 24 hour process for us or maybe, yeah. you know, 16 to 18 hours, depending on when the lock is, because here we are. Basically, at midnight the night before, uh, we've already strategized about our lineups. You and I are going to talk it out in the podcast. We'll listen to the podcast again tomorrow and then build our lineups throughout the day, listening to the news. And then, like you said, in Discord, we're back and forth with the members. And so it's just a great community. And, you know, we the, the process is working. You know, the, the stats show it. The results show it. And uh, that's why we just got to keep on. Uh, you know the same path and keep the positive momentum
0: 80.35 percent let's go love it let's go <laughs> let's go so yeah absolutely it's 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 been very a ton of fun and and it's just going to get more and more wild here next week as football jumps in so then we're really going to be uh, you know with baseball basketball, football, and golf, it's its going to be uh, fantastic. And hopefully we're taking stuff down everywhere. Interesting news today, though, um, you know, I've mentioned on here before, and, and we've spent time uh, in uh, Discord providing lineups for fantasy draft, and we've done really well at it. But guess what? There is no more fantasy draft. As of uh, today, the announcement was they were uh, purchased by uh, monkey knife fight and their their whole scenarios uh, a lot different uh, than than uh, fantasy draft was. So so that's it for fantasy draft. We have to wave goodbye to them. I'm thinking of us. I like having that third one that's real different than DraftKings and Fandle just for me to bounce. It helps me think through pricing a little better. So it looks like, uh, and I'm announcing this on here. I didn't tell you yet, but <laughs> I'm probably going to add Yahoo back in because. There are decent amount of people that play it, and it is a third entity that has totally different pricing. You know, like, they, their prices of people are $10 and $17, and so it's just on a different format. And again, you know, it's, it's not about having additional action. For me, it's about evaluating every aspect of how the salaries are on each site and how it affects the rest of the players that you roster. Does that make sense? Yes. And and that's so, you know, look for that this week of, of in possibly incorporating a Yahoo uh, lineup in there as, as a third lineup since Fantasy Draft has, has gone to the great heavens above. So I uh, wanted to mention that real quickly. Also, uh, before we jump into these two games, I want to thank our two presenting sponsors. Uh, and uh, it's mybookie.ag and tbg.com. You can go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and you'll see a link to both of them, uh, tvg.com, which the Kentucky Derby's is tomorrow, uh, so if you want to jump on that, and mybookie.ag, which has all the sports wagering you can imagine, and casino, whatever uh, you want to mess around with, and, and uh, you get all the way up to a $1,000 match uh, on mybookie.ag. If, if you use the promo code Talk, all one word, no space. And on TVG, you get a $300 risk-free bet exclusive to DFS Coach Talk. Again, by using that promo, DFS Coach Talk, no space, one word. All right, we're diving into this. And uh, we're gonna look at the nice part about this, Andrew, is we've got these two games tomorrow and there are no injuries reported as of right now. So everybody's gonna roll it out and play. First game, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, it is the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics after that absolutely incredible finish from the last game. Uh, This one looks, looks, smells, and sounds like a playoff, you know, just bully fest here. It's the Raptors minus one and the over-unders all the way down at 214. Do you think those are some accurate numbers for this one? I think that's a fair place for the
1: folks in Vegas to start, because I do think this is going to be whatever word you want to call it, a battle, a war, grind it out. I mean, there's a lot on the line here. Toronto just barely surviving on that last one to not get down in that almost insurmountable 3, three nothing hole. Yeah. And so there's, they're, they're feeling good and thinking, all right, well, we still have a chance. Boston so frustrated that they didn't finish that one off after that amazing pass from Kemba. It looked like they had it. So, you know, there's a lot going on with them. So basically, I mean, 2-1, both teams are going to be extremely motivated. And, you know, the projection we made for the last game, uh, the last time these guys played, was accurate. We talked about how Toronto was going to just go balls to the wall in terms of the minutes for their guys. And that's what they did. Yeah, Lowry played 46 minutes and 29 seconds. Wow. Van Vliet played 40 minutes. OG played 45 minutes and 28 seconds. Amazing. And the Boston guys weren't too far behind. Kemba, 39 minutes. Jalen Brown, 40 minutes. Marcus Smart, 37. So I I really don't see any reason to think that it's going to be different than that. You know, maybe it'll fluctuate a, a couple minutes here or there. But I think both teams are just going to go all in to try to win it again. So... I'm going to stack this game for my primary build. I'm going to get most of my exposure here.
0: Okay. And,
1: you know, those guys that I mentioned are all in consideration. Uh, they're, they're decent prices still. It hasn't really changed much on DraftKings, but Lowry did go up a bunch on FanDuel. He's up to 9,000.
0: So it's yeah. a, a little bit tougher. To, to pay that amount. That's, but that's ridiculous in the, how much he went up. No yeah. Doubt. He's only 7800 on DraftKings. Right. So right. $1,200 spread there. That's crazy. So that's some strategy. Because then
1: at 9000 he's almost as expensive as Tatum, who, you know, in the last game was sort of in his own category in this game on both sides. Yeah. But, you know, now Lowry's right next to him on FanDuel. So um, a little bit tougher on FanDuel. But, um, you know, the stack works pretty well on DraftKings. And then I do want to mention the the centers for Boston as well. You know, Tice and Robert Williams can both hit value at their prices, which didn't move much. Right. And, you know, I think people are going to get excited about Robert Williams at 3.8, and I do think he's playable. But the thing about Tice is he did get 30 minutes last time, so it's not like it's an even split. No. Um, And so I think it could be a nice bounce back candidate. And, you know, maybe Robert Williams doesn't get quite so much efficiency per minute. You know, he's been great in terms of fantasy production per minute, but maybe maybe this is more of a Tice game. So um, I wanted to make that point as well.
0: No, I think it's a good point. Uh, Are are your builds and stacks are you looking to make it even on both sides, or are you favoring the Toronto side? Because I know last time we both, you know, really stacked the Toronto side uh, as, yeah. as the big play.
1: I, I think I'll still lean Toronto. You know, if it's five gate five guys, then probably three from Toronto. Um, but it could be balanced. It could be three and three. Uh, so just kind of still playing with it on on both sides. Interesting.
0: You know, it's uh, I love this game too, and I. I think I'm going to have more of an even build for my initial uh, work on this. I'm not done with it yet, uh, and so it's a work in progress. But I'm going to try, uh, just based on who I've penciled in so far, to, to make it like a 4 4 split or maybe 5 4 from this game, 4 from the other game, 5 4. So, you know, I think you're going to get a little bit more competitive game in that Denver Clippers game this go around because, you know, they're going to push the pedal to the metal. But I, you know, again, you know, to me, I always, you know, look at the coaches. I think that's a huge deal. And I don't think it can be under, you know, undervalued. And people don't really take that into consideration. But you look at tonight and, you know, I, I mentioned it in our discord, you know, Vogel's never been what I thought was a really good coach. I mean, he's been, sufficient, but there, you know, if you remember the the Pacers runs, when they got knocked out in the East, they couldn't even make a finals uh, with him. I don't think they got to the finals with him uh, and they got knocked out. And that's when they were absolutely loaded for bear, you know, when Paul George, uh, you know, really broke out and they were just stacked from, you know, top to bottom. And, you know, just his game planning and decision-making Strategic wise, you know, he doesn't make his adjustments as quickly. And you look at the other three coaches, you know, you've got Stevens and uh, nurse nurse and and then uh, doc. So, you know, you're talking about guys, you know, three of the top, like we said the other day, five or six guys. And, you know, some of the other guys are in it on the other side. So if you don't think coaching is a big thing uh, in the NBA, then you are underestimating how valuable that is, and it really has a lot to do with game planning. I mean, if you want to take a coaching clinic, watch how Spolstra has coached these three games against Milwaukee. He has used different schemes, different sets, rotations. It's just been a thing of beauty to see how frustrated he's got Milwaukee, and, you know, I want to bring that up real quick, and I know you know we don't want to make these go too long because everybody's trying to squeeze them in. But I got to ask you this, because I the, the biggest takeaway I had from today's games, other than being shocked about Houston killing them, was Milwaukee and Giannis. Now I know he was wincing and he looked like he was hurt or whatever. I, I'll tell you though, man, I he, he is a hard on the sleeve kind of player. I I don't think he's going to stay in Milwaukee. I'm just going to throw it out there in our discussion right now. My sense is this guy is going to not stay there.
1: What do you think? Uh, It's an interesting question. I mean, we'll see how this series finishes off, assuming they lose. Um, What's it going to be like when he sits down and and thinks about it? I mean, he's got to look in the mirror, right? It, It can't be that he says, well, I just don't have enough talent around me. He's got to look in the mirror and say, "I went. What? What was he? 0 for seven on three pointers."
0: Oh, I mean, and, and his his foul shooting, and you know, there's you know, those aspects. That I mean, he's the is. only star in the league where
1: he gets fouled, and especially if you're, you know, tracking somebody for fantasy points, you think, "All right, well, I got at least one point here, probably two. Yeah. You know, Harden, you're guaranteed two basically, but with him, you're like, "I just hope I get one free throw," and yeah. you, you can't win a championship when your best players like that um and again you know to have that major weakness of not being able to hit threes that's why i think he's got to look in the mirror and and decide you know uh, is it is it them is it me i i don't think he can honestly say it's them i need to go somewhere else
0: so that's what i'm just not sure how it's going to play out sometimes just you know in a situation like that where you're disappointed again a a new venue is just a fresh start for somebody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I don't know. I just, the the body language I saw, the rumors you start hearing, you know, there's usually, you know, a lot of it's noise, but there's always a little depth to some of those when you start hearing them from multiple people. So I just want to throw it out there because I know I took a a lot of noise on Twitter when I, I wasn't talking negative about them, but I was on the show with you and I just said, hey, He's a back-to-back MVP, by far the highest-priced guy on every slate. And he can't make a foul shot or a three-point shot. And, you know, since when do you ever think that about an MVP? You right. just give him a ball and clear the floor. And, yes, I, I'll tell you right now, he's the, the greatest physical specimen that's ever played the game of basketball, bar none. I mean, I don't think anybody could ever size up to his physical incredible ability. I mean, he can go 94 feet in three dribbles and lay it in the basket. No, I don't think anybody else can do that or ever has been able to do that. Now, I I will say, though, that I, I, I don't know. I didn't see what I look to see in situations where a guy's struggling like that or he's frustrated. I didn't see Middleton or Bledsoe or anybody coming to his aid like pumping them up or talking to them. It just, it seemed very disjointed to me. And uh, I think Milwaukee, I mean, no one's ever come back from 3-0 in the history of the NBA. So, I mean, it's over. And so that's, you know, I just want to bring it up because I think it's going to be the biggest news in the off season because there's some big players, including the Mavericks. They're, they've been talking that like crazy. So, you know, I'm hoping upon hope that I mean, can you imagine Luca, Porzingis, and Giannis?
1: No, no, I cannot. Oh my
0: good god!
1: <laughs> that might be a little oh, bit unfair.
0: They don't have to. They'll have to get the paddles out and bring me back because I, I think I'd fall over dead right as soon as <laughs> I got that news. But anyway, okay. So back to where we were. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, let Boston and Toronto now. Jason Tatum has proven to me over this run of he's he's just an elite superstar in this league. I mean, he really is. I think he's by far the best player in this series on either side of the ball. I don't even think it's close. He's 9,300 on, on DraftKings. He's expensive on FanDuel as well. I, I wanna start my lineup with Tatum. I just think he's too good. They they Boston is gonna be in the mindset here, in my mind, is they're gonna be just fuming that they lost this game. They're going to be thinking if if we don't win this game, it's two-two, it's an even series, and we were uh, four tenths of a crazy shot away from just basically closing it out. So I think they come out with incredible intensity. I think Tatum plays as many minutes as needed, and I, I want to start my build there. Um, I don't as far as the fade guys, you know the other expensive guys from this game, Kemba. I think he's playing terrific. Uh, he's just too expensive for me. He doesn't get j- uh, quite enough of the other ancillary things. He's got to score 30 some points and get, you know, 16 assists to, to smash value because he's not going to really get rebounds or blocks or any of those other pieces. And he's he's not a huge steal guy. So, I'm going to fade him. See, Ockham has not played one game where I would say that that guy is good. So I don't know if he's feeling the shadow now, finally, of Kawhi Leonard, which, you know, he never showed any of that throughout the season. He was playing great ball. But now that the onus is on him and he pretty much gets the blame if they lose because, you know, Van Vliet and Lowry are veterans and they're playing well, he's the one that's underperforming. So I'm not going to go there until he, I see him turn the corner. I'm not, you know, some of the things I've done, I've played the same guys multiple games in a row, like the Gordons today, but they they do me right. I love Lowry and Van Vliet again. Why not? I mean, I know Marcus Smart's a really good defender, but those two guys, it doesn't matter. The way that Nurse rotates them, they both get a ton of minutes. Van Vliet gets about a 12-minute run Uh, throughout the game or 10, depending if Lowry's, you know, what he plays, where he's the man with Lowry out. And it just it always gives him that turbo boost in DFS points. So I'm going back to the well with both of those guys. So for me in this game, like I say, I'm going to try to even my split. I'm looking at Tatum, Lowry, Van Vliet, and then I'm still determining my super value play From This game, which will definitely be released uh, to our discord uh, so that everybody gets to jump on that. So what does that make
1: sense? Yeah, the thing I like about it is, again, comparing prices, if you do fade Kemba, uh, like on DraftKings, it's only 1300 more to get to Tatum. And then, you know, that type of build will allow you to get more of the mid tier guys from the second game, which I think could make some sense. So uh, I'm curious to work on that build a little bit and see what comes out, see what comes out of it.
0: I will tell you this for the first time, and you know I've been uh, on Tice a ton. I've played him a bunch. I, I now am in that, you know, the, my biggest pet peeve, when I feel two guys are splitting minutes at a position and really going to share it, I think Williams, although he's playing a lot less, not a lot, but a decent amount less than Tice, I think he's going to chew into that enough. That, you know, now that Tice is up to in the mid fives, it's not as palatable. And, you know, it, it's hard if you can stay away from the builds. Like tonight, we somehow we we survived Contavious Caldwell poop, not yeah. toe, poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was horrible. You know, it's so hard to roster that bottom guy and just painfully try to get him, you know, somehow some way to 15, 20 fantasy points. So, you know, uh, that could happen with Robert Williams, like you said, I mean, his efficiency's been off the charts. Can he, you know, keep that up? Probably not. I mean, just statistically wise, there's gotta be some regression in, you know, his efficiency. So that's why I'm sort of looking away from those two guys, but I do have a sneaker in here that I'll share later that I think you're gonna be surprised at too. All right, so let's let's go on to game two. Uh, before we do that, though, real quickly here, and we won't take long with it. Uh, we've got to throw this out there because we've had such a fantastic response from uh, folks listening or watching to uh, watching this on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up. It takes just a second or two. This is in front of the paywall. It's so important that you hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel. And hit that little alarm reminder button that lets you know uh, when our podcasts are posted. If you do that, it just it really shifts our algorithm in YouTube and gets us way up in the search engine. So we really do appreciate that. And then also from the DFS Coach Talk side, uh, we just launched uh, you know three days ago, four days ago, I guess now uh, our fall special that runs all of September, October, November, and December. And do you want to just touch on that real quickly because you're better at it than me? Yeah, we've had folks taking advantage
1: of it here recently. And the reason is because you get all four sports with us for the same price. So it's $199 for the rest of the calendar year. So you get a discount on the monthly price and you lock in the the core football season. And uh, you know that's the big turning point here. We've been cranking out Seven day a week NBA lineups, and we're going to keep doing that with the uh, the cash lineup and the GPP lineup on FanDuel, the coach's clipboard on DraftKings. Uh, we've been doing baseball every day. We've been crushing it there. Golf once a week. That all is going to continue. But now we're going to add every NFL slate. Shane and I are going to run that side of the of the business. And so we've got you know every showdown slate for the Thursday night, uh, Sunday night, Monday night, and the you know the main slate on Sunday. And you get it all for the same price it's all access to every sport all the content uh so uh, now is a terrific time to jump in and uh just join the family for the rest of the year summer is here and sports are finally back which can only mean one thing it's time to get back relax and make some cash everyone has to start somewhere which is why you want to get off on the right foot by choosing an established book like mybookie.ag with all the major sports seasons just around the corner there's never been a better time to get in on the action dynamic betting lines and a simple to use platform make the process easier than it's ever been Create your account in just a few easy steps. Deposit and begin placing your bets. Sign up now using promo code COACHTALK to get your deposit matched 100% all the way up to $1,000 plus an extra $25 free play. That's promo code COACHTALK. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid.
0: Absolutely. And we have a great community in there. And, you know, uh, the other thing that, that came up today, too, that's, that's really true is, uh, you know, we're, we're a plug and play for, for whatever you do. If you're a $1 GPP player or if you're a, a 270 dollars head-to-head, uh, you know, cash player, uh, you know, this is the right spot for you. I, I play mostly uh, cash and single entry uh, more so than GPPs. And Shane and Andrew are more on the GPP side, but the the lineups we put out, the hybrid lineups that that we, uh, you know, produce in FanDuel, and then the coach's clipboard that we build allows you to pivot or use somebody from the pool that we're we're sharing, uh, you know, and steer towards whatever type of contest that you want to play. But I'll tell you, in all honesty, if you follow our hybrid lineups and play them, uh, we have had an incredible winning you know, streak here. So and again, it's, it's in, you know, uh, the $1, the $5 or the $150. So, you know, join us there and check that out because I think you're going to find it adaptable to whatever type of contest you like to play. So, all right. No further ado. 9 p.m. Denver Nuggets, L.A. Clippers. We got a big spread here big fat nine-point favorite for the Clippers. It may shift uh, to double digits and get to 10, in my, in my prediction here, uh, by the time uh, the, the odds are done tomorrow. Uh, and the over-under is half, So, it is 7.5 higher than the other game. So, I think you do need some exposure here. I know you're stacking the other game. So, whoever you cherry-pick from this game is going to be super important. So, uh, you know, who Who are your initial thoughts uh, going towards on this game for a good play? Yeah, it's all for me. It is
1: zeroing in on the value, guys. I'm not looking at any of the studs. You know, uh, the Clippers have shut down Murray all season long. Uh, Jokic, you know, he had a dud. It was just amazing how it actually turned out. I mean, we talked about there possibly being a blowout, but who would have guessed that Jokic played 30 minutes, Plumlee played 14 minutes, and they had the exact same fantasy output on DraftKings 22.75. So amazing! I mean, and that know, was the
0: reason we, we took some stuff down, you yeah. know, because we went with the Plumlee cheap play on some of the stuff. So right, yeah. yeah. So so Murray and Jokic. I mean, everybody was tired
1: from that crazy seven-game series with Utah, and then you add in the fact that. Clippers have all these fresh defenders to run at them who are excellent defenders. You know, Murray just hasn't done it all year. Jokic realized, you know, not long into the game, probably by halftime, early third quarter that they didn't have a chance to win, so he didn't he didn't go all out. Oh, he he sort of quit. I was really yeah. surprised. Yeah. unless I mean, his legs were that dead. Well, Maybe I think it's a little bit legs. of both. I mean, you know, yeah. they kept it close for the first quarter. And then, again, by third quarter, it was clear that they, they were not going to win and they weren't going to keep it close. So, you know, save some energy for for game two. But I just don't see them really making much headway here in game two. You know, Blow out again? Yeah. Clippers are still rested. Uh, they're just so strong defensively. Uh, yeah. You know, and so they've got multiple guys to run at, Murray and Jokic, in, in the two-man game. And, the you know, the other peripheral parts for Denver um, – you know, they're just not, you know, they're not clicking. I mean, Millsap had the best game out of the group, but that was because he had steals and blocks. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not ready to go back there. Um, Plumley, you know, he's he's a nice one-off here because as we've talked about, you know, they need him to guard Harrell when Harrell's out there. And so he'll, he'll get his minutes again. He could pay off value. Uh, Grant and Craig are two guys I'll consider, you know, again, just as a one-off to, to fill out the salary because you have to have somebody from this game. Um, on the Clippers' side, you know Kawhi, a little bit too expensive for me because, again, I don't think he's going to need 40 minutes. Paul George, borderline. Uh, you know I'd rather pay for an $8,000 guy in the first game than this one. Um, Pat Beverly is one of the value plays I would look at at 3.6 on DraftKings, not on FanDuel where he's 5,000. But, you know, he had a nice first game. He only played 12 minutes. They didn't need him more than that. But if he's at more like 16 or 18 minutes, he could he can pay that off on DraftKings. And then Harrell is in play for me again. You know, he was efficient last game and once again, much cheaper on DraftKings at 4.3. So I like him a little bit more over there.
0: Yeah, Uh, no, good take. Absolutely. You know, a couple of things, you know, I agree with you, I think the Clippers are going to you know, sweep this series. To be honest with you, I just—they're just much the superior team. But uh, you know, I think. Could, oh, hey, we have uh, our mascot. Is that Chance? That is Chance, the All mascot right. of DFS Coach Talk. I think Chance. What's the what's the deal here, buddy? Chance likes the the call of a sweep. Hi, wait, now we're live on the air here. My my son Dawson just came in, and so this is the ultimate pressure. Dawson, would you like to do? the coach talk show with me tomorrow so i don't have to do it solo he says no <laughs> even under the pressure of live podcasting
1: hey he's got it's a holiday weekend he oh, he's, he's got going a to the,
0: he does he's going to the aquarium with his girl okay right. so you get you guys get coach solo tomorrow but uh, <laughs> it was worth a shot under the pressure <laughs> he did turn a little red so that was cool um Okay, so in this game, I think you're going to see a a lot of improvement from the Joker. I think he'll have a much better game. I'm not going to go there because I don't want the bottom of the barrel dudes. I just I can't take scratching through these guys that are just bottom of the barrel. I would rather mid-level build uh, the rest of this group. Now, you know, today's slate that we had to deal with with Giannis and LeBron, AD, and you know, all the big names, Westbrook and everybody, you you really can't do that and catch up. But in this one, you can with this build. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you have to go to Kawhi here, especially if they're in control of the game. I don't know if he'll get the full minutes extension that he needs. And he is the most expensive guy on the slate. So I agree with you. There's no way I'm playing Murray as much as I love him. But with Pat and the fresh bodies just irritating the life out of him. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a good series for him. He's going to get harassed the whole time and very well should. I mean, more coaches need to take these stands against guys and make somebody else beat you. I know it sounds like a a broken record, but I've said it over and over multiple times. And it's so frustrating, you know, when, you know, who, what coach is going to let a guy drop 50 on you two out of three games? I mean, I don't care what you have to do. Uh, double them, you know, run a, run a double, a trap, you know, whatever the case may be. But, I, you know, you're gonna see that with Doc, I think, in this situation, because it's not just gonna be Beverly or whoever's guarding him, It's they're going to be able to bring, uh, you know, uh, another body and make him kick. And somebody else is gonna have to hit shots, whether it's Grant or Porter off the bench or Millsap, somebody is gonna have to have a big game if Denver's going to stick with the Clippers. Uh, it's, and I don't believe it's going to be Murray. So I'm going to go down even below George. I've got a pool of guys here, Andrew. So tell me what you think of this group. Uh, your opinion matters to me. I, these are the four or five guys that I'm looking at. I only need like three of them to fill it out for me. But I, I'm, I'm looking at going back to the well with Lou Williams. He had an off game last time. What do you think of Lou? Well, he was
1: fine, but he only played 24 minutes. And that's the problem. You know, the Clippers just have too many guys who are solid. They're in the rotation, they get minutes, especially if it's going to be a double digit victory. You know, yeah. he, I, I love Lou Williams. I played him a ton during the season, but it was usually when at least one guy was out either Ooh. Kawhi yeah. or Paul George. And then he's really more of a focal point, especially in the fourth quarter. He's one of the best players in the NBA in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. But they're not. If they're not going to need him, then they'll just continue to run him out there for 24 minutes, and he'll have a solid game. But I don't want to spend six thousand for him on on uh, DraftKings. You know, maybe five point two on FanDuel to get a unique build. But uh, I'm not. I'm not loving him in this one. He certainly could pay it off, but uh, he's not my first target.
0: See, I, I really like him just because I think the game's a little closer, and like you said, he's the closer. He's going to come in there when they need him, even if it's a 10 or 14 point game. He's going to get those big minutes late to try to you know pull away from it. So, he's definitely in my pool. You know, here's a guy that that was real quiet uh, in the last game too, but they didn't need him. Was Marcus uh, Marcus Morris senior, by the way. I don't know if I've ever. They, have you ever seen a senior? It's always junior or the third, but right. not a senior. Right. Anyway, just one of those quirky things. You know, I think he's possibly in play 5,400 on DraftKings. And I'll give you a few of the other guys, and you can throw throw your opinion to me there. Your your favorite player in the history of basketball, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> you know, I the, the dude, as much as he gets on my nerves, he does shoot the ball and produce when he's out there. It looks To me, it looks like he's pressing because he doesn't get enough minutes and he wants to – get every shot up, but he's got to be considered. Jeremy Grant at 4,900 seems too cheap. And then, you know, you've got my my two centers there, at 48, and Harrell's still only 43. And I just, you know, I, I don't know if I can get away from Harrell. What I do like, you think of that group? Yeah, I mean, Harrell, Harrell's
1: my favorite just because he's so good per minute and he's basically, you know, it doesn't matter what happens, blowout or not. You know, if he gets his 20 to 22 minutes, then he's got a great opportunity to hit value at that price. So he he's my favorite, you know, with Porter and Grant. First of all, let me ac- clarify for our new listeners what coach is talking about, which is that <laughs> basically I, I called the breakout on Porter in the bubble.
0: Yes. And,
1: uh, you know, coach wasn't on him for the first first game of that breakout because you know, of,
0: I, I gave him a really hard time, you yeah. know, because I just I don't like the, the dude's body language an attitude, and I, I, you know, I don't. I could be wrong, but well, that's I the thing. Can't. I don't either. I don't like okay. his body,
1: his body language, or his attitude. And that was the thing, you know, that breakout. it was, I, I projected he was going to get the opportunity, the minutes, and because he's such a gunner, I decided I was going to play him, even though I don't like, I didn't like the body language because um, he'd had an off night, but I was ready for the bounce back. And so the point, the re- the only reason I'm going back to this is just because. You know, he's not my favorite player for the same reasons he's not yours. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm glad that you brought him up because of the other point you made, which is that if they force the ball out of Murray's hands, these other guys are going to have an opportunity. And I don't think Coach Malone's just going to sit there and say, all right, let's go. We'll just lose by 25 again here. Does it, We're going to get blown out. I mean, they're going to they're going to do whatever it takes to try to make it close. And a guy who can score, you know, in bunches like that, I would give him a chance. And if he gets hot, I'd leave him out there. So, he, you know, he is a guy that could be low owned, just because he hasn't been getting the minutes or the production like he was earlier in the bubble. So I think you could, I think you could consider him. And Grant, you know, the same thing. He had a nice first half. You know, he was stroking it, and then he kind of was quiet in the second half. Um, But there, you know, there was a blowout. It was a blowout. blowout. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a guy who who's more likely to get steals and blocks than Millsap, and Millsap got him. In the first game, so uh, I I think Grant is is um, you know really worth considering as well.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm glad you agree because I really like Grant here, and I agree with identical to what you just said on Porter. I think <laughs> that they need him to knock some shots down. Yeah, and and you know what people don't realize, you know they do you know that he was first team All Bubble. I'm yeah first team. So we're yep. talking about all the players in the NBA that were in this, you know, the LeBron's and AD's and everybody along the board. He was one of the five first team guys in the bubble, first team. And do you know what he averaged in those eight bubble games? Uh I'll say 26, 30. Was it 30-0? Wow. So that's that's outlandish, man. Yep. I mean, he, I mean, look those up. Those are the numbers. And What that tells me is they were devoid of offense, they were pressuring Murray, and they really don't have a whole lot of guys that can step up and just tear it up like that uh, offensively from the outside. And if you go out and play him, he'll take it to the hoop as well. So I think he's a fine play at that 5100 number. So, you know, that's my, my point today that I want to make in building this lineup. I'm very excited for tomorrow because I don't feel like I have to dumpster dive anywhere. I think I can go with Tatum, go with my medium build of really good players. that are going to get all in excess of like 28 minutes and all perform well. If both games stay tight enough that it doesn't screw things up from there. But, you know, that's, you know, that's the build I'm going to really go with. I'm not going to have to, you know, for me, and I'm just, I'm going to give you the guys that, I'm going to recommend steering away from that everybody's going to go to tomorrow. You know, Plumley, don't go back to Plumley here. That was just, you know, a, an aberration. He had not had a basket in four straight games. We played him because of the scenario, we and we game scripted it exactly, and we were very fortunate to hit it right on the nose. Robert Williams, again, not a bad play at that price, but his efficiency has has to come down a little bit. And then you've got some other guys. Norman Powell's not getting big run right now. He's an awesome player, I like him. But if he's not gonna get the run, right. and they're not gonna go past Van Vleet and, and uh, Lowry when they need to win this game. Uh, the other guys that, I, that I'm that i concerned about, uh, just real quickly here, Marcus Saul, I love him. I just think the game is past him. I think Ibaka's been much more effective in there. And Gasol can get to value for it, but he's, you know, why play these guys that have no ability to smash? Do you think can, Gasol can get 30 to 40 DFS points? I, not I just don't not 40. 30 is yeah. possible, but not 40. And I feel the same about Zubac. Oh, you know, I mean, he's, I just don't think he's going to get enough run uh, and be uh, quite effective enough. So that's just a pool of guys I want to throw out there. You know, Daniel Tice, at 5,500 on DraftKings is sort of now in that section, and I'm a guy that's played them. I just think with the, you know, with Robert Williams getting some of those minutes, and you know, Tice has sort of played over his head a little bit in these last few games. I think he's going to get a lot more ownership than he really deserves. So I won't go any further than that, but you know, I think that you know, there's been a lot of times that people roster two of those guys I just mentioned because they want to go up to Kawhi and the Joker or, or, uh, you know, Tatum. And, and he, you know, my, my advice on that is just remember, look at the numbers today. And for, you know, for a 60 point or 55 point Kawhi, the DFS points at ten four then you may have to play uh, a 12 point Gary Harris or something. I mean, it just, You know, you've got to look at the balance there of is it worth going down that far to get up as high in a, you know, in a two game slate like this to to me, it's and I don't use this when there's big slates, but money does equal minutes because if you're going to get 30, 35 minutes out there, you know, you've got to be considered, you know, it's just opportunity uh, as opposed to opportunity lost for for guys that are going to play minimum minutes, so. Anyway, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. Anything else basketball-wise? Uh, last, last thing is for the folks, I'm not
1: sure, you know, with our listeners, there's a variety. I don't know how many of you, uh, you know, how much you've listened, how much you've played. But, you know, one thing about membership is we, we try to teach you different strategies and, and new approaches. And, by the way, if you want to join, it's, it's dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, and, you know, if you jump in as a member, we'll be happy to answer your questions and talk strategy, either in the group setting or one-on-one with the DMs. But the reason I bring this up is because when you were talking about the game scripts, again, you know, it's very important that you do that. You know, it's not just about looking at stats and matchups and then picking your team, you know, especially on a two-game slate. You have to predict which game's going to stay close. And then who's going to get how many minutes? And then that's how you can finally calculate and uh, sort out you know who you want to play. Um, and so the the reason I say that is because we we do have a similar thought about how the first game is going to go. We're a little bit different on the second, and that really changes the build. And so um, the nice thing again, if you're your members here w- with us, is you're going to get the two different lineups. You're going to get the hybrid lineup from coach where he's obviously projecting a closer game in the second one, you're going to get the GPP for me, where you're looking at, I'm looking at it, that it doesn't stay close. And so even some of those mid tier guys, I'm not as interested in. Um, but again, the the takeaway is just uh, if, if you take one thing away from today's podcast, I hope is that you really try to project uh, how the game's going to play out and then look at minutes and then make your final player selections.
0: And, and that's a great point, Andrew. Because I, I think it's the biggest differentiator to what we offer at DFS Coach Talk. I mean, we we hand build every single lineup. Um, I'm not against optimizers. I believe in them. Statistical analysis is important, but I don't live and die by them. I mean, if I'm going to look at one, it's going to be part of my game's build. But you know, there's a lot of people that will just dump everything in there. And then that's who they're going to play at those percentages and be done with it. That's just not our philosophy here. You know, we we want to look at all those things because, you know, stats don't lie. But, you know, in this scenario that we're at in sports, specifically right now with the main sports, it's a different world. There is no statistical historic background to playing without fans, playing in neutral site, playing. I mean, these are all new types of situations that uh, blow that out of the water so when you're talking about sample size there isn't any so we're we're creating that now so the way we've gotten to 80.25 percent winning percentage in the nba is going through things just like this how do we see the game unfolding what's it looking like what's the coach doing what's the strategy and you know on down the line like i'll tell you right now just to give you one last piece on this and it, you know, I'm I'm talking making this a lot longer tonight, so I apologize for that. But uh, if you notice, when the Lakers made a run in the game tonight, it was when they were running the blitz and the double at Harden and making him give up the ball. When they got blitzed at the beginning and at the end, it was when he was going one on one. He would t- take 15 dribbles and he would beat his man and get fouled or get a basket or hand one every time. There's no human alive that can stop Harden one on one. So. In going into this next game, we'll talk about that tomorrow night. I will by myself. So it'll, it'll be me. You'll hear me going on and on about this. But I think you'll see the Lakers strategy change. And I think some of that usage is going to shift from Harden to some of the other guys. So, again, that's just us looking at all of, you know, the, how it scripts, how it looked the game before, and how we believe those coaches will adjust and react. And you know what? That's sort of been our, our magic bullet to this point. And, you know, that's what we're going to continue to roll with. And, uh, you know, we do it in all sports, but, you know, uh, you know, DFS Coach Talk, we live and breathe basketball. I mean, that's that's what we are founded on. And we look at every single one of those plays, watch every minute of the game, even if it's a blowout to look at tendencies, you know, coaches looks, the whole nine yards. And You know, one big takeaway today that was shocking is how much they used Rondo and they played him to close the game and he hasn't played in five months. So that was pretty amazing. All right. I am done. I'm sorry that I'm just going going off here today, but I'm so fired up. I'm fired up. We pulled out the victory. Excited for all of our new members uh, joining. And uh, it's just it's good times at DFS Coach Talk. That's for sure. Absolutely. We want to thank our two sponsors, mybookie.ag and, and tvg.com. Don't miss the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Uh, catch that tvg.com, $300 risk-free bet. MyBookie for all your casino and uh, and also sports wagering action. Check them both out at dfscoachtalk.com. Use the Coach Talk, all one word, no space, as your promo code. Uh, our charity of choice here is mombon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N. T-H-R-E-E dot org. It is a terrific, terrific uh, charity set up by the Bryan family. So that is it. Tomorrow I will be here solo, and I'm gonna give you my opinion on this. I won't be as long as I was today. I'm sure, I'm sure Andrew and Shane will chirp in and help me uh, with a few uh, picks if I'm on the bubble. And then we'll be posting all of different stuff throughout the day on Twitter, And then uh, we'll jump in Discord for for tomorrow's action and uh, get everybody set to go. So any final words, my man?
1: Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And let's crush it on Saturday.
0: Let's do it. We really do appreciate you spending this time with us. And we will be back. I will be back tomorrow as we look to crush it again in DFS.